Okay, guys, this is my beautiful roommate, Holly Johnson, and welcome to the podcast. Woo! Clap effect. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not doing that. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Okay, so, okay, first question. Have you listened to the podcast before? This is me guilting everyone I know. (laughs) If you're on the intro, you have to listen to the podcast first. My family hasn't, so that's fun. Boop, boop. Um, Okay, I have listened to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Do you have a favorite episode? Um... This is me testing them. Hmm. Me testing them. Um, it's a tie between Tatiana's and... Like, I have favorite episodes and I have favorite intros. Okay. Well, that's fair. Romeo came into the room. You can't eat my eggs, Romeo. So, today we are introducing Haley Leary. Bum, 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 bum. Um, you were surprised that you don't listen to the episode first. Yeah, I was super shocked because the people who do your intros, it sounds like. They know what they're talking about? Yeah. Wow. No, they don't. Um, I usually show them their Instagram first. You didn't show me Haley's Instagram. Oh, shit. Okay, where's... She's leaving now. Give me a second. Did you turn the stove off? I hope she turned the stove off, guys. So this is the Holly Johnson Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. Oh, Rebecca's back. It's her podcast again. Oh, have you just been talking to them? Jen texted me. Excellent. We love Jen. We she love was, Jen. She was on last week's episode, and everyone fell in love with her. How could they not? Okay, so this is Haley. Okay. You don't have to talk as you're looking. You can just, like, take a look, process it, think about She's it. She's very striking. She's... That's exactly the word I use in the episode. Really? I also used you as reference for striking. You're so nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she's very beautiful. She's very beautiful. She can pull off a lot of different looks. She can, can't she? Excellent. What does she do for a living? She's an actor and she's a model. So she got her start modeling, but always with the intention that she wanted to be an actor. Okay. And she did it. She's really interesting. And one of the reasons I wanted you on... It's because you've kind of done modeling, but mm-hmm. then you moved into acting. Mm-hmm. Now you just act. Correct. And you're doing very well. Please yeah. plug your upcoming TV oh, episode. Don't make me do that. Yes, yes. Please plug your up- upcoming oh, TV episode. I have five lines. Yes. On a show called Bluff City Law. Bluff City Law. That is airing next month on NBC on Veterans Day. What's the date? November 11th, ten nine Central. 2019. Because I know that people will be listening to this podcast excellent for years to come excellent and they're gonna be like wait rebecca bought her new holly johnson way back when and then they're gonna ask you about it on jimmy fallon and then you'll be like rebecca rebecca bought her anyways is that prophetic yes i saw it i closed my right eye anyways sorry back to Haley. this is probably why people get confused about the (laughs) intros okay so yes Haley is striking she was so cool so, like, all the episodes I've done, we've had to, just like I'm going to have to cut down this intro because we're just wandering around, um, she sat down and immediately just started, like, laying out, like, Yoda prophetic, like, she was so wise and she's so smart. And she's gone through, I mean, I don't know everything, but you know how you can just tell, like, this girl's, like, seen some stuff, She's she's been through the rough side, and instead of, like, letting that, like, weigh her down... You can tell, like, she's really learned from it, and she's not bitter. She's just, she's just a really open book, 
and she was really, really cool. That's awesome. I'm like, I believe that. Yeah. She looks like it. She, she really is. And I think one of the reasons I definitely wanted her on, because I was like, who should we have on? And then she messaged me and she's like, I'll be on. (laughs) I love that. Do y'all have any podcast interviewee recommendations? Me. (laughs) Me. Well, my little sister said that, but we both knew that wasn't going to happen. And guys, also maybe like, don't all message me and tell me that you want to be on the podcast (laughs) because this just happened to be a really good fit because because like, I'm looking at pictures of her, like she's like this beautiful. Yeah. She's beautiful, but she's like this rock star edgy, very edgy or she looks edgy, but like in a very genuine way. Some people try really hard to be edgy. She's not trying. She just is. Yes. So true. You, you've nailed it. And she, oh my gosh, she's amazing. Look at this picture. She's crying. Wow. So raw. So in the moment. So anyways, I hope that I'm an interviewee on your podcast one day so people can gas me up. I I, I am gassing you up. I'm gassing it's, you up right now. It's true. I'm going to interview you. Maybe next week. Excellent. Excellent. No, you are going to be on the podcast. Okay. So she said she would be on the podcast and I wanted her on because she's absolutely the opposite of me. And in high school, I would have been like so intimidated by her. But I've grown as a person and now I'm like... Wow, I'm not intimidated by someone just because they're cool. I'm cool in my own special way. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So I just wanted to talk to her because I feel like on the on the outside we like seem different, but inside we both love to bake for our friends. Um, we both, uh, what is it? I think she likes dogs. We both like. Anyways, we're both passionate about acting, and we both don't like people that are just shitty people. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> and so, I know those seem like things that everyone has in common, but she's a really cool person, and I'm excited for you to meet her. She gives us, like, everything in this. Wow. Okay, Holly Johnson. Is it time for Jen's intro? It's time for Jen's intro! But first, I want to say I love you. I love you, Scottish Rebecca. I love you, too, Scottish Holly. Yay! Um, I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. Okay, Holly, thanks for helping me. You're welcome. All right, bye. Bye. And here's the Jen intro. We're recording in my bedroom. Haley is the first guest to make it here. <laughs> You've gone to everyone else's house? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is cool. that creepy? No, no. I could special. I know you I couldn't tell. It it didn't seem like you wanted to do it at your house. So I was like, oh, you can come yeah. over to mine. No, it's totally fine. Because I'm an artist, so everything's always everywhere. And up until yesterday, like, there were cases all over my house. I love it. No, um... No. Which it might have been for a cool background. It, <laughs> no, it, that's awesome. It's just what, um... I've always... I, I always kind of feel like asking someone to record this. It's a, it's me. I'm asking you a favor, and I really appreciate it. So I'm like, let me make it as easy for you as possible. Right. And I, I always offer to, like, bring them something, um, or, you know, like... Do you and me too. Yeah, there we go. There we go. It's <laughs> very good. Okay, so what kind of art do you do? What kind of stuff is set up in your house right now? Um, so right now it's a lot of um mixed medium abstracts. Oh, cool. Um, half of them are kind of like this body series that I'm mm-hmm. working on. Okay. Um, I like doing a lot of different body shapes and mm-hmm. sizes, and um, I'm a fan of androgyny. Mm-hmm. Um just in itself, but also, like, when I do body forms together where you can't necessarily tell if it's a guy or a girl because of how they're intertwined and stuff like that. Oh, cool. So it's usually, like, two people together? Yeah, I just started doing the two people together um, because I'm self-taught, so I needed to get comfortable with the idea of um, actually doing, like, 
forms Mm. and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. breaking each form into its own particular shape and stuff like that. So for me, I was so scared of doing art because I was like, it's just like, no way. Like, there's no way I'm going to be good at this because my whole life, my twin sister and like younger brother were like the artsy ones. Oh, really? Yeah. And And I played sports. I want to say I'm looking at you and you look like the most artistic person. She's wearing this, like, I don't even, like, this cool, oh, gosh, this is stupid. I'm wearing this, like, little grandpa jumper. She's wearing, like, a cool, like, vintage t-shirt and then, like, half-done-up black overalls, combat boots, and cool tattoos. <laughs> and she's like, nah, man, yeah. I'm not very artistic. Yeah, it's it's weird. I kind of, like, fell into the arts in mm. the best way possible. I was going to be a nurse. I Really? Yeah. I um, was going to be a nurse or a chef, and I did CNA my senior year, which is certified nursing assisting. Okay. And I did clinicals where I was in hospitals and um, nursing homes and hospice centers and stuff yeah. like that. And um, long story short, I had a stint in the hospital for a long time, and so part of me was just like, you know, I need to find something else to do because I don't think mentally I could be there that long. And it would affect my relationships, my friendships, because the empath in me would Mm. take my work home with me. Some people – so could you, like, logistically do it? Like, you were doing well in your classes Mm -hmm. and stuff? You could logistically do it, but personally could. I, like, I have – like, honestly, like, I've got bomb bedside manner. Like, I mm. love people, man. Yeah, like, I bet. And I, I just, I truly crave connection. Mm. And so a lot of these people, when you're in a hospital, you're, it's, it's not always your lowest point, but it's not where you want to be. No. And so if, if I can make a difference where, whether it's a laugh or, like, mm. refilling a water mm-hmm. or being like, hey, man, like, I get it, this blows. Like, yeah. Just being there for people is something I craved, and when I realized I couldn't do that, I was like, shit. Why couldn't you do that? Because I... I, Like, the empath in you, it would take on too much. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't... I think I would be, like, just sad all the time, Mm -hmm. and as much as I give of myself, like, I don't want to be sad all the time. No. You know? And there's other ways I can help people. And also, you... Because, um... I'm pretty, like, protective and, like, maternal. Mm -hmm. And I, like, one of my analogies is, like, when I give, it fills me up, like, 90%. Yeah. So I give something to you, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that filled me up 90%, 90%, 90%. And then after, like, like a certain amount of time, I've given, I've gotten refilled 90%. But eventually those 10% add up. You've given like 270 and yeah. stuff like that in threes. Yeah. And, and then like I haven't got whatever I'm doing either doesn't give back or um, I'm kind of doing that right now. I'm in rehearsals for a show. And instead of pretty much like sleep and downtime, because mm-hmm. spending time with people is also really rejuvenating. Yeah. Um, but I'm choosing that over like sleep. Yeah. 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 It's just. I think that's what happens when you're when you're passionate about something, and mm-hmm. it says a lot about character when you're willing to sacrifice things that mm-hmm. we need in yeah. order to do something that you love. But it is important to take that time, you yeah. know, out of it, and being around people that remind you of that is yeah. important because it's not. None of us are gonna be like, dude, don't do that. Like, what do you <laughs> mean? Like, don't devote yourself to that. All of us are gonna be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But all of us have been there at some point where. Like, I've gotten so tired where you just, like, cry. Or mm. you're just, like... Yes, 
I, I said this in another episode, but there was a time I was working like doubles every single day mm-hmm. and I got to the acting class for the night and I just started a little tiny thing went wrong in the taping and I broke down into tears. Yeah. And the teacher, he was just like, you're great, but you're not going to get anywhere if you do not figure this out because yeah. you can't work yourself like a dog. Okay, wait. So... You were planning on being a nurse through yeah. high school. Were you a creative kid? Um, so I was a quiet kid. That doesn't surprise. Yeah. I think most of most of my like creative friends who now are very yeah. personable, but I think it's because they were quiet and watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's what my mom used to say. Is um, I was very mousy, but I wasn't <laughs> like. I wasn't, like, skittish. I just kind of was there and mm-hmm. just observed a lot. Was um, your twin, oh, is that a boy or a girl? She's a girl. She's yeah. a girl. Was she more talkative? Yeah. She, um, Casey, so we're fraternal twins, so we mm-hmm. don't look anything alike. Mm-hmm. Um, we're one minute apart. And um, she, she's a neuroscience major. Wow. Yeah. So cool. she, like, has that degree, but now she's, like, going back into creative writing, um, Sweet. Yeah, it's like she's really good at it. She's really good at it. And the artist in me is like, um, yeah, um, yeah, you could do my thing too. Like, that's cool. (laughs) So you're going to be good at all of it? Yes. Oh, great. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, like, the the stigma of, and, like, I love her to death and she knows that, like, the, I feel like I tend to have more of a stigma of, like, black sheep, quotes, Mm. air Mm -hmm. quotes, (laughs) um, just because, like, knowing that she has that to fall back on. Mm. And I don't think she looks at it that way. I don't yeah. think she thinks of it as a backup plan. Mm-hmm. I think she wants to do creative writing and she's damn good at it. Yeah, I um I have a friend who literally I think she like went to the best law school in the country. Mm-hmm. Got hired at a New York office was Brown a lot. No, Brown's writing. No, it was I don't I think it was, like, Stanford. Boston. I don't know. It was insane. She got offered, like, an amazing pay rate. Uh-huh. She's brilliant. And she was, like, homecoming queen, valedictorian. Like, boom, yeah. boom, boom. But then she got a year into this law firm, hated it, and now she's in L.A. pursuing screenwriting. And, like, has a has a screenplay agent. Like, yeah. only been there for a year. I actually need to call her. Um, but she's, <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, cool. You can just do it. You can, you're good at every, yeah, everything. yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. But, and here's the thing like, and I, I get down on myself because I'm like, I want to have, mm. to have that. But the thing is, is like, I could, I could easily go back to school and do nursing. Like, yeah. I already have the background, but, or with like the brain for nursing, yeah. you can, that, I see, that I doesn't don't, go away. I deeply have, I don't, yeah. I have like a learning disability, which, not like wham, but like it makes those kind of facts and information yeah. just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, no yeah, point. and it's um, I mean, when I, I struggled a little bit with medical terminology mm-hmm. when I was that when I was there, but um, yeah, like bedside manner and everything like that's for me like you could be the best nurse in the world, but if you don't comfort someone, like mm-hmm. what's the point? Yeah, you know, because like it's nurse, it's the work. Yeah, like. <laughs> I have a I have a dear friend in London. She's in her eighties. Mm-hmm. She was a nurse, and she said, um, and I don't think this is actually possible, but she was really good at the nurturing side. Mm-hmm. She's so nurturing and caring, and she could do the scientific side. But she said it was really a pity that so many lovely people 
could have been a huge assistance, yeah. but didn't understand the medical side. And she goes, I kind of wish there was, and some people would be like, that's a doctor. But like, no, some people that could do like the nurturing. Yeah. And yeah. The, and I think that's why we have, um, I mean, if you're a nurturer and want to be around people, you can still be a tech. And, that's true. And there's, I mean, there's always a need. I mean, we live in a time where you could make up a job and make it happen. Mm. Like, <laughs> well, let's hope so, because that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, isn't that what we're all trying to do? I play make believe for a living. No, I and I love it. Okay, wait. So let's get into. Yeah. We were talking about. Um, I'm trying to get better, guys. I try to talk to my guests it's before great. I start um, recording. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm just like, wait, whatever, blah blah blah, yeah. and now I'm trying to map it out a little bit better, but um. You said you started modeling. How old were you? Um, because that was because I just wanted months be... after my breakup, and then so I was twenty-one. Had people told you before that you should do it? Um, I had gotten approached by uh, Jessica Bailey, um, who is a photographer. Um, I'm not exactly sure where she is in Georgia now, but she used to live in Porterdale and. Mm. She had been hitting me up for shoots when I was with uh, my last relationship, which was like eight years ago. Okay. So I've been single for eight years. And um, uh, she had been hitting me up like, hey, like, I just, I like your look. I'd love to Mm -hmm. shoot. And um, I wanted to. The person I was with did not want me to. Mm -hmm. So as we do when we're young and... um, You're like, oh, this person definitely has the best interest. (laughs) Yeah. It's not love. It's... it's, um, it's a newfound feeling that you haven't understood yet. Yeah. And, um, so we broke up, and six months later, I I think I was just sitting in my room because I used to secretly watch America's Next Top Model because I was yeah. like, when I break free out of these relationship chains, I'm gonna oh really I'm gonna go out and be someone. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then that's something you'd been told you could do, so yeah. you were like, that can be my yeah step into it. So my first photo shoot, she like couldn't believe that it was my first one, and it's mm. because I had just been locked away in my room practicing. <laughs> like <laughs> that's so cute. So we. How do you practice becoming a model in um, your room? Well, uh, what up, Tyra Banks? Uh, she <laughs> taught me all about smizing. I've heard about like, smizing. And knowing your angles. Mm-hmm. And um, Wait, what are your angles? So just knowing... But like, like, no, what are your angles? What are mine? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I'm like, yeah, you know what those are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, like your face, like yeah, this so is an angle. I... I tend to have a pretty decent profile, mm-hmm. um, just because everything's pretty even. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got, like, the jaw? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that square oval. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I like doing... The thing is, is why I realized I want to do acting is because, like, sitting there and just, like, modeling and being, like, uh, I'm stoic, I'm poised, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I'm bored, but I'm attractive and hot. Like, it just <laughs> wasn't something... I just got bored with it very easy. Yeah, so I'm sure. I started doing crazy faces and like mm. weird emotions and like not just being like uh, a mannequin for clothes yeah. or like something for people to look at. It's like I wanted to make you feel something. Like that's mm. why I started doing this. And yeah, acting was an easy segue to make from modeling into that because I was like, oh, like this is way more invested mm-hmm. and like I can connect with people on a deeper level. Like. I recently played an alcoholic photographer for a nonprofit short film. Oh, cool. Um, which I can send you the link. I have. I would love to. Um, but uh, the director contacted me and they had played it at the conference for the um, nonprofit, and a lot of like recovering addicts were there. Mm. And 
he said that they felt extremely represented by my performance. Wow. And that's something that you're just like, okay, that's why I do it. So um, just kind of let's talk about that. How did you make sure that you were representing? Like how did you do your research to know um, what to do? My twin sister is a recovering alcoholic. Okay. Yeah, and she's very vocal about recovery and stuff. That's why mm-hmm. I feel comfortable, like, talking about it and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so she'll be sober. I think it'll be – it was – so it's crazy. I signed with People Store in my agency. Mm-hmm. Oh, and for people not in Atlanta, People Store is, like, a really good agency. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so when I signed with People Store um, on January 19th, mm-hmm is the day I took my sister to detox. Wow. And so we both were kind of, like, restarting our lives at that point. Mm. And to be twins and have that, like, it gave me goosebumps when I started to, like, actually think about it. I was like, whoa, like, man, like, despite, like, these crazy circumstances, like, we found a way out. And, like, it was one of those things that if I could do anything, because I I was a big part of getting her um, into rehab and sober and stuff like that, and I'm so proud of, like, the progress she's made. Yeah. Um, I thank her for the opportunity to like be present during that time, mm. you know, and I was able to get a lot of mannerisms from her. Yeah. Um, the feeling of lost is something I always feel. So I feel like addicts, a lot of the addiction comes from feeling lost mm. and, um, like this is your way out of like your misery. Mm. And so I just kind of transferred that and gave myself shaky hands, and, you know. So were you, were you an alcoholic that was not drinking, or you were drinking, like, I went through the stages, like, of being drunk, being in a group, Mm. being at a gallery showing, and, um, like, today, flash forward two years later, and I'm still sober doing my thing, and so is the guy I connected with, uh, Lyndon, Ashby, who played Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat, was my counter. Oh, wow. And he was amazing to work with. And Daniel Stein and Rachel Hendricks is how I got involved initially. Oh, cool. She's with People Store and um, an angel of a human. Like, everyone I worked with was some of the most supportive Mm. and creative and kind individuals I've ever. Like, his whole family was just welcoming. And I think, like... And not to be like, oh, everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. but the fact that, like, you went through that with your sister. Yeah. And that's awful. And yeah. for you and everyone in her life and also for her, but, I mean, the fact that you were able to do this, but also, like, it wouldn't surprise me if you could do, you could use a lot of that still in other roles. Oh, yeah. And letting people be, like, seen and... Yeah, it, that like can I make a huge difference. Yeah. yeah, and like I mean, your sister is gonna be a part of that, mm-hmm. you know. And it was um, for her and my mom because my mom's um she used to be addicted to pills. Oh wow. And um, so for them to see that it does get better mm. and that like it wasn't it wasn't a film that was like shoving it down your throat like yeah to rehab get clean da 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 because that doesn't help anyone like three times yeah the whole point was to tell stories of people who a lot of the times unfortunately get overlooked mm-hmm. in society and they're told I think that story from and I I mean I don't know addiction isn't a part of my story mm-hmm. but I think people maybe so like someone like me yeah then I'm like oh let me tell you that like I'll I'll help you now yeah. like look and then they're like you don't 
get it. Um, do you know who Dax Shepard is? Yeah, I've heard the name. Okay, so he's married to Kristen Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just talking about him yeah. the other day. He's, um, his podcast, I wasn't a huge fan, mm-hmm. but he, he's like the most warm, friendly person on his podcast. He's very open about being sober for like 15 plus years. Yeah. And he's just talking about like what being an addict, people say like, oh, self-control. And yeah. he's like, he's like, I was straight A's, super disciplined. He was like, he was, he said, I was disciplined in every single mm-hmm. part of my life. Like, almost like, how dare you say it's about discipline? Because I was, he said, I had like a, an illness. Yeah. And that's not what it, it's not about just, oh, have more self-control. He's like super... He was missing something and he figured maybe that was the way to find it and mm-hmm. then got in too deep. Like Yeah, way too deep. Yeah. And the people in his life were... Anyways, yeah. Okay, so wait. Can we talk a little bit about... Because um, I, I told you, and it's weird, a lot of my friends are models or in the modeling world. Mm-hmm. And I find it as like a wallflower who like I'm still coming into my own. Yeah. I find it fascinating, the idea of like someone not even saying like oh you're so confident in how you look so here take a picture of me Mm -hmm. but having to deal with like you have insecurities I have insecurities but possibly if I was taller I would have insecurities but also I would be having my picture taken because I know it doesn't get rid of it so (laughs) what was it like growing your like portfolio and stuff and then I want to talk about how it went into acting yeah but okay so how did that work um so she took your pictures yeah so the first shoot um Little risky. I was in like boy shorts and a bra because, mm-hmm. as females, we've been conditioned <laughs> in a society that that's how we get attention. Yeah, and so I this was eight years ago. Yeah, so that was Jeez. that was yeah. even <sighs> well, that's when you said that the, the yeah, relationship yeah. ended. Yeah, but that very much so. Also, I feel like eight years ago, yeah, like it was, it was a ab- objectifying in the most boring, straightforward way. Yeah, it's like I'm in a river in underwear <laughs> and my hair looks like crazy. Isn't mm-hmm. it cool? Yeah, um, and like a push-up bra where like sitting yeah. where your boobs don't even go. Which like I don't even own push-up bras anymore because I don't believe in false advertising. But yeah. like whatever makes you feel better. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Whatever makes you feel better. Um, but yeah, so like I did the shoot with uh, Jessica, mm-hmm. and then Wait, how did it feel to be in a river half naked for the first in time October. in front of someone? Um, was that something you found really natural, or yeah, like because I feel like weird. Some girls would be, and some girls won't. Yeah, there was no gap. There was mm. no like. So I think a lot of people have um, learning curves, and that's normal, right? Yeah. Um, because I spent so much time isolated and, Mm. um, teaching myself these things (laughs) via, like, America's Next Top Model, um, I was just, like, I think I got in my head, and I think this is what I tell people, um, because I've taken one acting class, like, Mm -hmm. six days of an acting class, and, um, that's it, and the thing is, is I, I decided when I was, like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, Mm. you don't have time to be bad at it. You don't have time to be scared of it. Mm. You don't have time to be like, okay, well, like, maybe I'll get comfortable at this point. And, like, maybe this. Like, I describe acting to people, like, especially women or, like, guys. I can do it both ways. Like, for women, I'm, like, going to the gynecologist. For men, I'm, like, getting a prostate exam. I'm, like, it's all super uncomfortable. You feel weird. You're vulnerable. You're exposed. I was, like, but those people that are examining you and those people on set have Mm. seen it all, have Mm. heard it all. I've mm-hmm. done it all, have been mm-hmm. around it. So 
someone being like people that have worked with Jim Carrey when he was like um I forget what comedian he was Andy Cohen yeah 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 um uh they said it was so hard working with him because he did not break that character Mm -hmm. but at the same time like they were able to deal with it because they know like art is sacrifice and really pouring yourself into a character so Mm -hmm. like if that's what someone's willing to do like give them the space to do that because you never know like what's going to come of it Mm -hmm. like it's going to be either something crazy that you never thought was going to happen or something beautiful that will live on for years and years and years yeah so you were in the river and you had been thinking for how many months do you think like I'm gonna Mm, I'm gonna years years yeah so like you were and I love that you and I feel like just from kind of meeting you that you're like okay here here I go yeah you know and I feel like uh, I mean, kind of going back to the gynecologist thing, if you're kind yeah. of like, oh, sorry, um, and then you're like, I haven't shaved enough, and oh, what if he, Why or she thinks, apologize? and then he's like, okay, literally, I've seen so many vaginas today. Literally, people come to me if they have a problem most of the time. And, then, <laughs> like, and you apologizing is taking longer. Yeah. So just like, spread them up. Yeah, and like, convincing people to be kind, but also not apologizing for taking up space. Yeah. It's a, it's a fine line. So you started with the sex because I mm-hmm. I tried to I don't think I did it with some people I looked through the whole thing last night yeah and not super detailed yeah but I was like how was the hair changed and yeah so it started out like you were like like super I mean I'm sure you're still you're still very fit but you yeah. were like the six pack yeah. the the bra and you were giving me like everything yeah. and I'm like which is awesome and I'm not like oh like oh I couldn't do that that's just not my energy right but right. like I'm literally wearing pink corduroy right now but um, hey my corduroy book bag is in the other room no but, uh, shout no, out to corduroy shout out to corduroy <laughs> underrated but like so you you took off with like the sexy shoots uh-huh. kind of and then you were like I thought that's I'm, what you did yeah well in if that's all you're being told in yeah. like okay at the age of 20 20 21 what other models did you know right exactly right I lived in a small town yeah and someone was like hey I want to take pictures of you and you're like oh I guess luckily it was Jessica yeah it seems seems like she was really cool yeah so then when did you start getting asked by other photographers after that um because they were like oh you're you're doing this now and a lot of the photographers like um around where I was at were like local and also starting up Mm. timing is everything man like because Mm. a lot of people were at the place where they were trying to grow the same time I was that really was when like everyone like not that they were taking iPhone pictures right but that's when all of a sudden people had a pretty good camera in their hand and they're like oh oh I don't okay let me I it's more about my experience yeah and understanding the camera so they y'all were kind of practicing together yeah yeah and it was it was you know like you know like I'll wash your feet you wash mine like Mm. let's do this like Mm -hmm. because um knowing that I had little to no experience Mm -hmm. um I didn't have a gap period you know Mm -hmm. like I get depressed now and I have like just gap periods Mm -hmm. where I'm just like yeah this is happening but I, at when I started, it was just, like, boom, boom, oh, boom. dude, it was, like, pedal to the metal. Like, I was constantly feeling my head with stuff to do. So, would, when did, when, what was your first paid gig? My first paid gig was probably, mm, like, how much longer do you think afterwards? Oh, after that? Maybe, like, six months. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember what it was? Um, I think it was a photo shoot, um, if not a, um... 
uh, a music video. So it was either like a young thug music video <laughs> or like um, a video I did with my friend, uh, this guy at B.O.B. was trying to sign. And, mm. um, but yeah, I remember like my first gig and I remember <laughs> we all like, like when we first started out, we would get like um, approached by like websites and like things like you should do this shoot and da 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 da. And I remember, like, one time I got this, like, check sent to me. It's like, now you send this much to this person and da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, I've made it. And, like, <laughs> I like it was all fraudulent activity. Oh, so I was no. just like, that's when you're just like, wow, like, this industry is kind of their own. And, yeah. like, that's, like, the first thing that went bad. But, like, I've had, like, bad experiences on sets just from like, being a female and, like, having to leave. I was going to kind of ask about that. What yeah. was maybe, like, your wake-up call? Because I don't – I'm sure you've had enough bad yeah. experiences that that could be, like, a series. Like, yeah. today I'm sitting down with Haley. <laughs> yeah. And we're breaking down yeah. one of her terrible experiences. Yeah, yeah. So, like, luckily um, – luckily I feel like I've been fortunate in the fact that um, some of the stories I've been told have been, like, extremely traumatic. And mm. um, I'm – like to be around people that kind of guided me and had mm. been there done that so like I was okay good learning from other people's mistakes is very important mm-hmm. and um but yeah so there was two instances where and they almost happened back to back where I was like you know what um I'm gonna get really good at saying no okay and being stronger because like on set yeah like mm-hmm. in setting a precedent um for, for young women and just people in general about how they should be treated. And mm. um, so, like, I let these things happen to me, and then I went home and felt like shit about it. And they haven't happened since because I give off the energy that, like, that's not going to be allowed. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a bitch. But no. I'm also just not one, like, not one to be messed with in that aspect. Like, I'm very mm. open. Like, I love – the only thing I ask of anyone ever, dude, be nice and be yourself. That's yeah. it. Um, but there was a photo shoot where a photographer, we were doing implied nudity Mm -hmm. and he just felt like, I felt like a doll because he started cutting my hair without my permission. Oh my gosh. grabbed my boobs to compare sizes at one point just because he was like, well, they're there. And then like a music video during a scene, we're supposed to be dancing and all of a sudden the guy like licked my neck and I like stopped Mm -mm. because I was like, Hey, like. If we're going to do that, like, that's cool, but, like, we need to talk about it. You need to, like, we like need to let have, me know. We need to have this conversation. Yeah, we need to have this dialogue. And um, because it communication, like, Jesus, is key with everything. And um, I remember I went home. I, like, sent a message, unfriended everyone. I was like, I will not be back to set. I'm keeping the half of the money that you gave me. This was ridiculous. Yeah. And um, they never said anything to me about it because they knew they were in the wrong. An entire crew of people watched me feel get, uncomfortable get, and like you were sexually harassed yeah, on they set. said nothing that was and like I mean I'm sure like people like my parents are not telling me that they're listening to this hey mom and dad um shout out and shout out to Becky and David <laughs> um but like okay someone licking your neck yeah. any like pedestrian person is like oh my gosh that would never happen but if you listen to the Tatiana interview mm-hmm. we talk about intimacy yeah in some circumstance yeah. on maybe I don't I I'm trying to think of a world where that would need to happen 
But yeah. I'm an intimacy choreographer as well. And mm-hmm. so I'm big on discussing what the actors are comfortable with. What yeah. does the director need? I love intimate scenes done correctly. Yes. And I think it can be collaborative and you're like, oh, wow, we're actually representing what it's like to yeah. be with somebody. And if you've ever done a sex scene, you can see how technical and unsexy they are. <laughs> it, it, it is. The mo- and the, like, even my first kiss was on stage in yeah. high school. Aww. And I remember being like, is this kissing? Because literally. Because this cannot. No. Well, like, also, it literally felt like someone's hand you could this was it there was like no well no it wasn't even that he was I mean it probably he probably wasn't a good kisser but there was no no romance anyways all that to say sex scenes (laughs) no I love that story but Tatiana was telling me um because I think like intimacy I think also people are comfortable with different things and not to repeat last week's podcast but to you she said someone grabbed her hand and for whatever reason, it's her personal decision, yeah. she wasn't comfortable with that. And she said, hey, I need you to ask. And I've had people say yeah. something even more intimate or less intimate. But if a guy was like, hey, I really feel like in this scene, could I, like, you know, have my arms around your waist or this and this? Where are my limits for my hands to go in this Exactly. Yeah. And even if, like, even, like, a hand grab, if someone was to ask, I would be like, wow, that's really of course, respectful. of course you can do that. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah. Because sometimes it's not asked and then people tell. And don't make people feel dumb for assuming that you need to be asked because yeah. that's the right thing to do. Yeah. And I always like validate it. Yeah. And I'm always like, thank you, thank that's you. so important. And even like distance. Mm-hmm. You might not want to get too close to me. Just a second. Oh, someone's here. Yeah, someone's here, but I don't know who. Let me check the parking spot. Eh. I, no. I parked on the street. Hello? No, you're fine. Might be my roommate's dog walker. Hello? Oh, hi, Jess. Hi. Um, okay. Back. <laughs> um, I thought she was getting a dog walker today. Um, anyways, back. What were we talking about? Intimacy and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so someone licked your neck. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like, no, I know it's, it's like awful to relive, but I'm no. also kind of weirdly fascinated. Yeah, that's the thing is it's, you know, and... And it's also um, being professional after a scene. You know, don't message mm. that person and say that you've been thinking about them and have dreams about them after. Because I've had that happen. Yeah. and Because that means you weren't acting or you weren't modeling. Mm-hmm. You were just actually being really into the person. Yeah, and I'm not saying, like, having those dreams and those feelings don't happen and they're not normal. Yeah. But what's appropriate is how much you divulge to that person because mm. I'm there to do a job. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I'm not naive to the point where people connect on set and get together. Later. Totally, that happens. Totally, but it's also it's also something that needs to be manufactured and handled with care. Yeah, and that doesn't mean in front of the camera you're allowed to do whatever you want. No, no. I've also because I hooked up with someone after a set. Like, yeah, I'm very like a blunt and open and honest about it. I just like got caught on my words. Um, because we're talking about sex, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm, I'm o- uh, uh, open. I'm, I'm open. Open book. <laughs> um, but no, that's what. Why I is my mouth dry? <laughs> <laughs> um, Christy Teigen and John Legend. That's how they got together. That's the thing. Is like, um, and um, just make sure the cameras are not still rolling. I'm not saying that that happened to me, but like you know, yeah, like, just like. Well, also watch out for yourself. And, and I'm not saying you always have to wait till a project's over, but yeah. But, but sometimes it, makes it easier. But it does. I remember <laughs> there was a guy at an audition, and I was like, mm. and then my brain just went because the our characters in the show weren't going to be romantic, right? right. And so I just kind of like turned it off, and it was at the cast party, 
that we were both like after the show closed, we were like, oh my gosh, we have so much chemistry. Yeah. And we ended up, um, I don't know, like something for a little bit. Yeah. And um, and so I would say it's I easier. Would say we had potential for a little bit. We did. <laughs> we had potential, and then we we really reevaluated, yeah. and I was like, no, you're you're stupid. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I okay. think it's all learning experiences, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, like um. Uh, not letting it get the better of you, mm. but letting it make the best of who you are. So, did you have a situation where you were like, and, yeah. like, this is, now I'm going to start giving off the energy. Yeah, Because you do have the energy. Else. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. What happened? Oh, my God. That makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. would, because I'm very protective of my friends. Yeah. I'm a um, Rottweiler. I, I um, was on set with someone who I could tell was uncomfortable mm. and once I made that decision to uh, kind of make that stand because I could tell that person wasn't at the place to and mm. I saw myself in that person mm. and so it's almost like practice for yourself because I went home or it was either on the drive home or when I got home and mm. I was reflecting and I was like if I care that much about someone I barely know why can't I do that for myself and I was just like it all snapped together. I was like, yo, dude, like, <laughs> what's up, inner self? Um, <laughs> care about yourself more than a stranger, but also care about strangers. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a wake-up call. I remember once um, I told, like, a counselor dude, I was like, the meanest thing you could say to, about someone is that they're stupid. Yeah. And then 10 minutes later, I was like, yeah, and I'm just, like, not very smart. So, and he was like, you just, I almost said dude. He was British. He didn't say that. Yeah. Um, but he was like, you just said the meanest thing you could say about someone was that you're stupid. And in the past 10 minutes, you've called yourself dumb like four times. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Okay. So you realized that. When did, did you, when you started modeling, were you like, I'm going into acting? Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew I was going to get bored with modeling, um, but it was a really good way to meet people Mm -hmm. and to build a portfolio and to kind of just, we live in a world that's constantly creating content. So it's just being able to provide them with that content without going insane. Mm -hmm. So like, and also it's like a creative collaboration mm -hmm. thing because I have some friends that are just like, Hey, I want to take some photos. And I'm like, Hey, I need photos because once again, content and, um, and so everyone gets something out of it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Whether it's publicity or just getting to meet someone. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, and that's the thing um, because um, currently in an age of just social media running our lives, like if you can separate yourself long enough mm-hmm. to make the dope content that you want to post online, you'll find you're not spending as much time there. You're spending the allotted time it takes to post that and then to go on and create Dang. your shit. That's so true. Yeah. Because I'm on it way too much. Yeah. And I'm not making enough. So. So, and it's just whether it be setting up your phone to do a weird photo shoot in your room by yourself. Whether mm. it be like cooking something random that has a lot of colors because aesthetically that's going to be pleasing for people. Mm. Like, I'll make random cooking videos because I know... Um, you taste stuff with your eyes before your stomach. So if I know so it's going to look good, mm-hmm. I'm going to post it. Um, like, I don't post Hamburger Helper, and I make that randomly. And, like, <laughs> I'm trying to make the switch of doing less and less meat into my diet just because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, not only, like, as, like, a choice of, like, the world is burning, but, mm-hmm. like, 
for me, um, I need to eat less because it weighs me down and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's hard for my body to break up. Yeah, you were saying stomach. your stomach is yeah. weird. Right. So, like, red meat is very hard for me to digest. For sure. So, it's been easy to eat less and less of that. Mm-hmm. And then um, when, like, cooking stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, well... There's so many alternatives now. I can, like, kind it's of... It's so much easier than yeah, it used to be. Yeah, it, it is so much easier than it used to be. So, like, there's less and less of an excuse for me not to. Mm-hmm. But it's just being programmed for 20-something years to think, like, this is how we eat. Yeah. And everything like that. And, and changing like, it. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, I don't know if I'll ever be fully vegan mm-hmm. or vegetarian because I still have yet to travel and I want to go try all the foods that's and everything, so true. you know? And, like, the cheeses and the wines and because, like, over in Europe, like... um they actually, like, know how to put a dish together most of the yeah. time, you know? And it's all fresh ingredients because they're going to the market every day. So it's a big it's a big difference. Yeah. So when did you – sorry. Um, no, I, cool. I also know you have to go to a birthday party, and I want to oh, no, get to the fine. acting bit. You're fine. Um, oh, yeah, but, we're good. Yeah, okay, cool. I have to, like, 4.15. Okay, amazing. When um, when did you make the tra- – when did you get your first agent? Because I feel like for people that aren't actors – um, when I came to Atlanta, the big goal was to get an agent, but then it's also the right agent. Cause right. I'm in the circumstance. I had an agent and I was telling you though, I'm still on her Facebook page, but she keeps posting like, Oh, so-and-so just booked this. Yeah. So-and-so. And I'm, so her people are booking stuff, but she, we, we were meshing. Right, right. And so I left her, but to get on shows that people are going to see, you need the right agent. Yeah. To get you, so did you have have those relationships? Mm -hmm. Where did you have a modeling agent first? No, I went straight to People Store. You went straight to People Store. Damn, that's like (laughs) I would say like the top maybe three. Yeah, I would say it's probably AMT, Houghton, Mm -hmm. and People Store. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and and they they switch up. Well, Alexander White, honestly, Alexander White's right there. Um, He's AMT is good, and so is Privilege and everything like that. But People Store for me, they just. As soon as I walked through the door, I was like, yo, this fits. So you submitted. They were like, come in. Well, it's funny. I, um, my friend Justin Miles, uh, we went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more friends with his younger brother. Um, he was a people store for 14 years. He signed with them when he was 15. Wow. None of, like, I didn't know that. As a him. model or an, an actor? actor. Okay. Yeah. Do um, they, do they? They do some print, but their TV, film, and commercial mostly. Is mostly. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, he saw that I was, like, kind of trying to break into it, and he was like, hey, I'm with People Store. Like, oh, I'm going to shoot your Facebook to them and see if, like, they're interested in a meeting. Wow. And, like, it was just, like, like I said, man, like, timing. It was so weird. I was sitting at my friend's apartment, my friend Michael. We were sitting at her apartment that was, like, overlooking a story by Crog Street, and mm. all of a sudden I get a message, and it took me six months. They wanted to see me, and it took me six months to schedule a meeting because I was nervous. I was like, I'm not ready for this. Mm. And so I went in, did a cold read. Um, Alex Ballou, who was a huge part of, like, where I am now, um, yeah. was kind of, like, a deciding factor. And it was two days before my birthday. Um, I went in, and he called me 20 minutes after I left and said, hey – I know it's your birthday this weekend, so, like, I don't want you having to think about this. Like, we're going to get the, we're gonna sign you. Like, oh, so, that's so yeah. thoughtful. He was like, I'm not going to make you wait a few days because I feel like you'd be sitting on your birthday just wondering if that was going to happen. Mm. So, like, enjoy your weekend. How do you think it would have been if you would have been like, I'm nervous, but I'm going in anyways? Do you think the timing would have been off, or do you think yeah. it was meant to be? I think it was meant to be because my sides were from an Amazon show that got canceled that I had just recently watched. Okay. 
So you kind of like had a feel for mm-hmm. what it would have been. Yeah, which honestly kind of was like a double-edged sword because like I saw well, it yeah. done. But yeah. also I was just like, oh, okay, like we're on the same vibe. And I walked in and they were like, can I get you some tea? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And like I'm having lunch with um, a few of my commercial agents uh, tomorrow. And like. They, and they, are they people store? Mm-hmm. You're, it's okay. It's yeah, all people store. Yeah. And uh um, the plan is to, to expand, uh, next year for me, like with getting management on the okay. coast and stuff Oh, cool. Like, um, like LA? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, we've, I mean, I've been talking to a couple of them there about that, so it'll be something in due time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to rush it. Yeah. I, all I'm going to focus on is creating content that mm-hmm. makes people feel shit mm-hmm. and like, you know, trying to balance being there for myself and the people that I care about in between. Like, yeah. that's just kind of where I'm at. No, that's awesome. I um, I was looking back on a journal because, like, last year I did showcases for New York and L.A. I think everyone that's listening awesome. is tired of hearing it. Well, I went out. My my teachers, they were like, we believe in you. It's going to be okay. Yeah. When I, I studied in London and I came over here mm-hmm. and I did not get a single meeting yeah nothing and they pretty much said they were like your look was in seven years ago yeah you're seven years too late and I was like what am I supposed to how do I change my face okay yeah and literally in a meeting we're in like a big group discussion on a panel I like asked I was like okay what if your look isn't a thing right now and she was like oh have you ever thought about being a casting director and I was like dude I just got my master's I just left the program a week ago, no, I'm not immediately thinking about being a casting director. Like, I don't know where life is going to take yeah. me. But you don't immediately... But that's not my, like, oh, okay, it didn't work out. Guess I'm going to do this. Guess I'm... Yeah, and and you also can't go, oh, everyone said no? Okay, well, uh, boom, boom, I, I quit. But anyways, um, where, yeah. why did I say that? I feel like I did have a reason. Looks... Um... I don't remember. You were talking about LA, and I just oh, just management, getting, management. getting represent. So you had the representation. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's just, and also it's kind of it's luck. Yeah, being like what look is in right now, or but also it's just kind of like building your representation mm-hmm. and your stuff. Okay, guys. Um, also, management is different than having an agent. Yeah. Can you say how? Um. So I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm probably not the best one to ask, but the thing is, is it's. It's honestly, if how I think of it, and like someone's gonna hear this and be like, "Bitch, you are so wrong." But like, <laughs> I think of it as like casting out multiple lions fishing. Like, yeah, totally. You know, where it's like cool, you have your agency, which is your net, but then you have mm-hmm. a manager that's going for more like, I don't know, specific catches. Yes. Yeah. Not because I think casting directors are like seeing something and they're like, "Oh, let's see." Haley could. Haley could do that. Haley could do that, but instead the manager, I feel like, is mm-hmm. more like cuz they're usually only representing Yeah, they're less. I mean, they're going to they're going to have less of a roster. And so they're they have fighting. Less yeah. yeah, so they like when they think, "Oh my gosh, Haley could really do this." Yeah. They're going to be like persistent. Oh, yeah. Um, which is awesome. Um, I yeah, no that's really cool. That's exciting. Yeah. But it's oh, I remember what I was going to say, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I did have a re- no, I was just when I was in this discouraging time, you were saying what's important to you is being able to love your people mm-hmm. and like be there for yeah. them. And that was I so I like wrote a list. I was like what does success look like in a year? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, it's not going to look like booking stuff probably for a little bit. But one of the things I said is I want to 
success for me is being with people I love mm-hmm. and being able to be there for them. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I had a very important conversation with uh, my friend Todd earlier. He, uh, so I created a short film with uh, Tony and Todd, mm-hmm. um, and they're awesome. Um, uh, but I, so I wrote this story, came up with this story, and uh, I'm not the best at dialogue, so Todd's a really good screenwriter. Mm. So it's like story by me, screenwriter by Todd. And um, we had this conversation where you have to be careful um, as to how much you invest in other people. Yeah. And how much you want to care about other people. Because as well-intentioned and as good as that is, Mm. when you're like us Mm -hmm. and you don't get that reciprocation, it really hurts. Yeah. And um, you can ignore it for a while and be like, oh, that's just, I can't expect what I expect for myself from other people. And mm-hmm. you can tell yourself that long enough. But and then it breaks you. Then you're crying in the shower at 4 a.m. Like, why and am it, I not enough? And it's usually, like, one little thing that they do. So they'll do all these big things and you'll ignore it. And then, like, once you hand them a straw and they don't say thank you. Like a and not I, text back where you're just like, okay, well, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. And <laughs> I'm never speaking to you mm-hmm. again and goodbye forever. And they're like, yeah. I just didn't text back once. And you're like... Oh, and you don't want to say, like, yeah, but you also A, B, C, and D. And that's why, like, communicating, like, if someone does something that mm. you don't like, like, my best friend Jessica, mm-hmm. she's a vegan. And she said it's just tiresome for her sometimes to be around people that eat meat. It's mm. hard for her. And so I realized her saying that, I was like, oh, shit. Hey, man, when I cook meat dishes and put them on my Instagram, do you want me to block you from my story? Okay. Because... It's a, if it's exhausting for you to see that yeah. and to, to feel that way, um, I have no problem hiding my story from you for 24 hours because yeah. it takes two seconds and you don't have to see that. Yeah. And it's being friends with people that aren't going to take offense to your feelings. Yeah. Um, but also knowing when your friends are being sensitive. Like, yeah. No, I, and that's her right. Yeah, totally. Know? And that's really great of you that I think some people – would kind of be like, oh, is that being oversensitive? But you're like, no. what's it? Why? Why not? How much? Because if it does took it take? you two seconds, and that and it made a difference to your friend yeah. and someone that you really love and care about. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is, I'm like, you know, um, because she rubs off on me too. I was like, hey, man, like I know, but like also like. I need a little acknowledgement because, like, I've been trying really hard to, like, do yeah. more fruit and veggie-based and, like, vegan-based stuff. And mm-hmm. she acknowledges that, too. She's like, no, I noticed. You're making an effort. I used to eat Popeyes, like, two or three times a week. <laughs> like, and now I've been, like, once in three months. Like, yeah, so nice. It's like, you know. <laughs> like, I'm not perfect, but I'm trying. Popeyes to the point where anytime someone, like, something happened on the news with Popeyes, I would get flooded with stuff. Like, hey, leave some shit. I'm like, I don't own franchise in this. I don't care. Um, I'm like, thank you for yeah. thinking. So you were, you were like the Popeyes spokeswoman? Yeah, man. Okay, can we... I um, just loved it so much. I, maybe, maybe one day you'll get like the... Well, I guess you probably won't want it, but like the Popeyes gold card or whatever. Well, like, you know, like if a celebrity talks about a certain... Oh, yeah, for And they're sure. like, Chipotle free for life. Yeah, yeah. Or like Happy Gilmore when they're like, we had Subway free for life. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I would love... Um, I think what I'm going to start doing is like cooking with stuff just from the cab farmer's market mm. and hopefully like they'll catch on. Yeah. <laughs> like 20% off forever. Yeah. I keep tagging um, <laughs> different stores I like here in Atlanta. It's keeping good. like, oh, I'll... You can have a discount, and literally no one's no one's catching on. 
Um, yeah, I've gotten to a point where sometimes I'll hit up cycling classes and I'm like, hey, can I brand ambassador for you? And they're like, yeah, come in. And then I get depressed and don't do it. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's just like a work in progress of being like, hey, yeah. man, like you have the capability. Like mm-hmm. you have two legs that work. You mm-hmm. have a brain that's mostly smart most of the time unless mm-hmm. you're lonely. Because like for me, loneliness is like liquor and I make terrible decisions mm. when I get lonely. And I think that happens for a lot of people. But it's like acknowledging that mm-hmm. and taking that and loneliness. knowing yeah you're like oh it's not just that the world is evil I haven't what what is lonely to you um, like 24 hours or just not having a meaningful connection yeah so lonely for me lately it changes you totally. know depending on where where you're at in life but lonely for me lately is not having someone to hold me and to talk to me about like all of the growth I'm experiencing for myself. Mm. Cause as much as I am starting to really appreciate that mm. and acknowledge like, Hey, like where you were then isn't where you are now. And it's not going to be where you are like a month from now. Mm. Um, but I find myself cause I've casually dated every once in a while. And like, I found myself like when something happens, just being like, Oh, I, I want to call someone and to share this with someone. And mm. I cook all the time, and when I stopped seeing, I, I was seeing this guy for, like, a year, no, like, a year and a half ago, I was seeing this guy for, like, six months, I phrased mm-hmm. that wrong, so, um, we kind of saw it, like, and it was implied that it was serious, um, not serious in the fact, like, we're gonna get married, but, like, serious of, like, we're not sleeping with anyone else, and, yeah. and it's this thing, and through that, it was cool, because as much as it sucked that it ended, um, out of the blue, like, it made me realize, like, I am capable of giving affection mm-hmm. and letting myself feel affection. Mm-hmm. And be, like, seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't even think I was necessarily, like, seen. But mm. I, um, you know, physical touch is important to me. And um, I think with with that instance, I realized, like, I was able to care. But I'm trying to think of, like, where I was going. Um but also, like, I mean, it gives me fuel for acting. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I stopped cooking because I realized how much I enjoyed cooking for someone else. Mm. And, like, after that ended when I was, like, just cooking for myself, I didn't cook for two months. Like, yeah. I would, like, make pre-made shit and stuff like that. Yeah. But I didn't put the love I did into dishes anymore. That Because, like, no one else is going to see it. I love to bake. Yeah. And, um... We should do that. Yes, we should so <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah. I would love that because bring, giving people food and... I don't know. You're from Atlanta, right? Yeah. I don't... It, it's not the... Atlanta isn't, like, southern... There is no. a lot of southern... But I was just saying, raised in Tennessee, yeah. like, if I show up in London, I would show up to parties with, like, pie, and everyone would be like, oh, I fucking love this. And yeah. I'm like, but I remember once showing up to a house party, no one brought food except for my pies, so then the pies got slammed, but there was, like, 40 people. And I was like, how do you throw a party and yeah. not have food See, and that's like and that's what's insane to me because i'm like i like love to cater to people and stuff mm. like that the reason i don't throw parties as much because i go all out and i'm like i am broke i can't afford <laughs> this because i i try to do too much but like for mine and Jess's birthday because like our birthdays are like seven days apart mm-hmm. I, think, I think hers is the 28th or no maybe it's the 29th and it's eight days whatever mm-hmm. um but we did this like we cooked for everyone on our own birthdays because, mm-hmm. like, we invited people over and we had... She had a vegan version of what I did. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it was one of those things where I'm like, yeah, man, like, this is, like, the gift is, like, people being here, choosing to be here. Like, like, the gift isn't what people are bringing and stuff like that, although, like, bring some fucking food when you go to someone's house and if it's a party, like, you know, like, be considerate. Like, yeah. And I get it, like, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't, but, like, don't always can't. (laughs) Yeah. It's easy to make stuff, but, um... It's just, you know, I think uh, I think we misplace our time a lot as humans mm. and and we kind of put it with things that aren't as important or we find them important, but mm. in the big picture we're like you know, like yeah, making this like video and doing these pictures was cool, but like what would have a homemade dinner with friends done, mm. you know? Yeah. And having and that balance. I think some people that are kind of like like, "Ah, oh, that's just not my thing." I would suggest yeah. making some kind of dessert and bringing it over to a friend. Even though it's not a party. Look at the reaction. And then once you do it once, once people are like, oh, you made this, then all of a sudden that's like Coke or something for me. All of a sudden I was the like. domino effect for mm-hmm. people. I started bringing it to an acting class in Chicago. Everyone loved that's one thing. That's where my family's from, my mom and all them. I love I Chicago. There all the time. I, I love it. Um, but yeah, as soon as people liked it the first week, it would be like the next day, and already I was like, I was like, okay, I did something chocolatey last week, so like, Let's what's something fruity. new? Yeah, I was like, I was like, lemon squares, lemon squares, yep. and I like called my mom. I was like, what's that recipe for lemon squares? Because yep. um, it's so. And then she's fun. like, hey, so like, how are you affording to like look for all these people? And you're just like, it's fine. I'm eating the leftovers. I'm it's eating cool. leftovers, and also I do mostly baking. Yeah. And a nice thing about baking is you buy sugar, flour, and you're good for what eggs and that you you just play around with the portions yep, by like yep. chocolate chips so it's not exactly it's not it's, the most expensive it's not it's baking's not. easier yep. unless you're doing like because you can do it in bulk yes also except when like vegan like so in grad school most of my friends were vegan and gluten-free mm-hmm. and all this stuff so then not like uh vegans yeah but baking for vegans yeah is so expensive so there's um a, a site you should follow uh this guy flave city his wife does a ton of vegan desserts. Oh, cool. And make some, like, kind of cheap. Okay, cool. Yeah, because, like... it's expensive. It is, and right. I, I've made some really good stuff, but one of my vegan... My vegan roommate loved her. So glad I made it. But I was like, this is a... F-. It was a small cake, and I was like, this cost me at least 30 bucks. Yeah, dude. A, like, or maybe it's, 40. like, almond or quinoa flour and just all this way and this stuff. And, and then you're going to, like, a health food store yeah. and everything's marked Luckily, up. Luckily, nowadays, like, I was just at um, Kroger, and I'm sure they have it other places, but uh, I think Country Crop came out with avocado oil butter, so it's vegan. It's oh, cool. dairy-free butter. So, That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And it's, like, the same price as butter. That's awesome. Yeah. I think they're needing to make everything more affordable. I think they're seeing that, which is okay. good. Okay, wait, back to action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that ha, we get, like, ha, two ha, ha, ha. No, but I think that's also something. No, 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 because everything is connected. Mm-hmm. Everything is, that's it. Everything's yeah. connected. Um, okay, so one thing I want to talk about is, like, look. Yeah. So what kind of roles do you go in for? Um, and also, your, we were talking about your hair color has changed. Uh-huh. You've gone from dreads <laughs> to completely buzzed. Yeah. Um, to bleach blonde. Yeah. And yeah. when you started, you had longer hair, right? Yeah. And then now you're brunette. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna stay that way. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna post up as a brunette. Um, it's my natural color, and it uh, doesn't um date stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had blonde hair with uh brown eyebrows, mm. it could be not fitting for certain time periods. Yeah, um, totally. So I'm going to stick with that. Um, I get 
it's crazy. I get an array of stuff because I've played a mom in a Rooms to Go commercial. Mm-hmm. Like, is uh, fortunately, some of the casting directors I've been working with have seen past the tattoos, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, we'll just put you in a jacket." Like, yeah, I did a thing from the 1930s where they're just like, "Oh, we'll just cover up your tattoos." Yeah, and like and stuff like that. But my first role I booked with People Store, and it was my first audition, which was a double-edged sword because it sets you that present. Like, this is how it's going to be. And it is not how no, it's going to be. No, that's, that's like, um, you're like, oh my gosh, here yeah, I like, go. Oh, this is, it's like, like <laughs> it's not easy. And I'm so sorry for thinking that. Um, But uh, it was like, I think it was, like, my name was Wendy. Um, okay. And I played uh, kind of like den mother to the street kids. I was like the oldest street kid. Okay. So like we had this warehouse and, um, my whole thing was, like, I would have, like, my little, like, street friends and kids that I, like, watched after. They would go steal packages and, like, bring them back to this warehouse. Yeah. That was, like, our base camp. And um, I would, like, break into junkyard. For a TV it. show? Nashville. Oh, that was on yeah. Nashville? Yeah. Oh, we were talking about that. Yeah. You were on Nashville, and then you played opposite of the younger, so Connie yeah, Britton's Maisie. daughters. You played, was she one of your street kids? No, so um, Odessa was one of my street kids, and yes. she had befriended Maisie in um, an earlier oh. episode. And so um, Maisie plays Daphne in Nashville, and uh, so she came, she had followed uh, Odessa to, which I forget Odessa's character name, but she followed her, Liv. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, her name is Liz. So she had followed her there because she wanted to, like, hang out with her. And so yeah. she was ditching school to come find her. And um, as soon as she showed up, I was like, uh, what? Yeah. Who are you? And I just called her New the whole time. I didn't use her name. Like, because mm. to me, she was New. So I was like, New's nosy. Like, so just... your first audition was for the TV show Nashville, yeah. which was really popular when it was going. Yeah. You told me that you Googled how expensive the hotel was. Yeah. They put you in downtown Nashville. Yeah, at the and, Hotel Indigo. Yeah, and like, that's... 14th what, floor, like... And you were like, living the life, and yeah, you were like... Yeah, my own honey wagon and shit. I, I, and you were probably like, ah, yes, like, I remember my past. I like, have arrived. Yeah, yeah, like, and here, here we are. How naive I was oh. to think that I couldn't achieve such things. Every, <laughs> like, no, but, like, every time I feel like I've, like, stepped up a level, like, when I, I don't, I don't even know when I, like, like, I don't even know who that was. Yeah, like, <laughs> thank goodness we've moved past that. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know what we were dealing with, but I'm glad we've come to terms with, uh, that's not who we are. Yeah, like, thank you. No, yeah. when I got into grad school, I was like, and now I have arrived. Yeah. And now afterwards, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm still... No. Um, sorry, that's the dog. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to let him in. Uh, one sec. <laughs> He's just going to keep doing it. All right, boo, you can come in. Hi, Bubba. Um, but anyways, when I got into grad school, I was like, here we go, forever. And no. And then I got an agent, and I was like, here we go, forever. And I was like, no. It's just being freaking actor. Yeah. So um, I, I literally, so what I will say um, mm is every month I listen to, uh, it's a speech done by Boz Lerman. Okay. it's called uh, Trust Me on the Sunscreen. It's five minutes long. Okay. Um, but it's a really good refresher on, on um, kind of realizing that, like, where you are, where you are is okay. Like, mm. and where you're going is okay, and stuff like that. Because he mentions, you know, sometimes you're ahead, sometimes you're behind. Mm. Um, it's a race and stuff like that. And just he he mentions at a point where he's like um, about being kind to yourself, and you'll look back when you're older. Um, and like he's like appreciating your beauty, and he's like, oh well, never mind. You won't appreciate that till it's gone, mm. and all this stuff. And you know, 
finding your friends and your family important and some of the most interesting 40-year-olds still don't know what they want to do in life. Yeah. And it's not, age doesn't dictate how successful you are or how successful you should be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, wow. Yeah. I feel like looking back, I have, all of us have like a, well, what if, what if I would have mm-hmm. started acting at 18 instead of started acting at 24? Yeah. You know, um, or started acting when I was a kid. Uh, I wouldn't have near the life experience. Yeah. One of the things that I advocate mostly to kid actors, but to everyone in general, is make friends that are not in this industry. Because as Preach. much as I love all of you guys. I love you. There are people that can give you perspective that doesn't lie where you sleep every night. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where it's like, one of the favorite, most favorite people I've met um, through uh, my friend Stephanie, who's an amazing costumer. She has a, um, a company called Average Vintage that she started oh, up. Cool. And a lot of the proceeds for different shoots will go towards different charities. Oh, wow. Her neighbor is an 82-year-old man named Sam. Uh-huh. Um, he's an elderly black gentleman who uh, literally reminds us every time we see him to enjoy the glory and uh, be kind and be safe. Wow. Every time we see him. And every time he leaves, he's thank you for everything that you do and just goes on his merry way. And it's like sometimes just thanking someone for being themselves can change their whole outlook. Like when I first met Sam, I went home and cried because I was like, that's someone who has lived a life long enough to understand that not only do you only get one, Mm. but every moment in time that you have with someone, if you sit there and absorb it and just... Take it for what it is and don't want anything more from it. Mm. It will be that much more enjoyable for you. So much so. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I feel like that kind of leads into acting is, like, as soon as you book that role, mm-hmm. like, we're, like, fighting, fighting, fighting for this opportunity. I was talking to my friend named um, Aaron, and we're both in shows, professional yeah. shows, and that's amazing. Yeah. But now I'm, like, I'm thinking, I'm, like, ooh, what agents should I invite to my show Yeah. so I can book something new? Yeah. And actually, like, I'm... I'm it in takes a cast. Exactly. I'm in a cast of people who I love and everyone is so kind and I get to do something that is fun and she's my character's fun and sweet and yeah. silly and it's a gift to get to do it. Yeah. And so I'm really trying to like I'm I'm like sent I sent out my invites. Yeah. But now I'm like trying to every day at rehearsal. The people, sir? I don't think so. Okay. Probably well, will. Invite me and I'll bring one of them with me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd love to. Yeah. Okay, well, cool. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, so it's... They're it's, all it's, always trying to see more plays anyway. Every time I hear from people, I need to see more live theater. Yeah, and you're like, I, I, I agents are like, sometimes are like, don't do theater. And all casting directors, I don't know. Do theater, but don't make that your end game unless you want to work a bunch for not making a little. Preach. You know? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. Do it because... It's awesome. Yeah, and you learn from it, and if you're not doing anything else... Why not better your craft and sharpen mm-hmm. your ability to connect with people and learn about yourself? Have you done theater? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, I used to. I did it in middle school. Dropped off. Did act for a change, which is run yeah. by some lovely people. That's running right now. Yeah, right? yeah. Jessica Claire and Nikki and um, a few other people uh, that run that um, are amazing humans. Mm. And I did that two years ago, mm-hmm. and it was one of the most um, beneficial experiences. Not only because of um, uh, a, a woman, Brantley, wrote it, um, and she's a phenomenal writer. Mm. And uh, so it was just me and my friend Tyler Buckingham opping, acting opposite of each other uh, mm-hmm. for, like, 11 pages. And 
the response from that made me fall in love with theater. The fact mm. that I was still able to be, luckily because it was a black box, mm-hmm. I was able to still very be intimate. very subtle and very just um, intentional with uh, my choices. Um, and I could sit in it longer because it mm. was a black box. So that was a nice, like, I will say, if you're going to get into theater, like, and you're, you don't like to project as much. Because for me, like, I feel like sometimes I lose my emotion if I'm having to project. Yeah, totally. Um, do black box first. Yeah, black box is, because um, we're playing in, like, a bigger house. Yeah, I and noticed also, that on your stories. I yeah. was like, that's a big stage. It's a big stage. Yeah. It's, um, and it's, it's just, like, it's a bigger company. Yeah. But, um... But also I have my training yeah. in classical acting. So it is, I've, I've learned like the techniques. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a, cause it's a different skill. It was very ways. interesting me and Tyler working together cause he is very like classically trained mm-hmm. and, a, and like a thespian through and through and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm this unhinged like ball of emotion. Yeah. That I like channel long enough to make shit. Yeah. And, uh. But it worked because his character was supposed to be very closed off, mm. very to himself and, um just kind of like in this zone mm. and he could perform that the same way every time it was yeah. amazing well mm. and it's uh, well, I'd it, like to say I'm not like that yeah. I like to be really present yeah but it's more just like projection and yeah. making sure you're standing in a way yeah where the and he was see you. yeah and he was very present um we I one thing I always learned just to just kind of have my body cocked open to the audience yeah and that's know? about it yeah I um yeah the, I would say Kind of like my happy space is a black box yeah. because you're you're so alive. It's, it's story so, time, man. Ugh, it's like it's so you feel bright like you're and a kid. You're like okay now. Yeah, here we but go. you don't have to really be like oh how's my uh, voice quality mm-hmm. and I mean you still need to always warm up but um but yeah I yeah, think black boxes are my favorite. Rob Mello's and his black boxes. Ah, cool. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, man. So you. Let's see. You've been. What's like some roles that you are the like the most proud of that you've booked so far? And also, do you still do modeling? Every once in a while, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's fun. Is it like for friends or friends? Do they book or you? if it's like you know that money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, friendship or finances. Uh, mm. But um, yeah, I will say uh, I've been fortunate the past few months to really do some really awesome roles. Um, the nonprofit I did with uh, Daniel Stein and yeah, Rachel that's Hendricks amazing. was, um, yeah, like it was probably the most rewarding thing because I had a, a, a scene in particular where um, I just had got to have this full on like mental breakdown in a field yeah. and I was like bawling. And, but the fact that I learned for myself, I was able to control to the point where not only did I get my dialogue out, you could understand it and mm. gave myself beats mm. while breaking down. And that was a new form for me where I was like, okay, you came to play. Like, this is what it's about. Mm. And um, to have the director, uh, Daniel, he he had told me um, I went above and beyond his expectations. And mm. it turned out better than what he wrote and, wow. and stuff like that. And I, that's one of those things where you're like... You really can't ask for something better. No, no. And it pushes you because... God, dude, we all get sad. This industry is so hard. And I kudos to anyone who keeps pushing through and pushing through. Um, My friend Alex Collins, who's with, uh, he's with Drama Inc. He's a teacher. Yeah, I've taken his class. Phenomenal actor. Yeah. Taken his class. So he is one of the people I turn to when I need sources of motivation Mm. and need good energy because he's one of those people that's been there, done it, and he realizes that. 
sometimes you're ahead, sometimes you're behind. Yeah. And like to just reiterate and um, appreciate the times you're ahead and then also appreciate the times you're behind, man, because like where, like where do most of us pull from if not from our sadness and our mm-hmm. struggles and stuff? If you don't laugh, you'll cry. If you don't cry, sometimes you won't laugh. Like, yeah. And it's just surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded and have the same goals as you, mm-hmm. but also get that this is not who we are. No. Who we are is not what you see on screen. And I think also, I think some people very naively have when they're like, oh, I don't want to be an actor. And I think they secretly are like, oh, I also think like, I know you've been trying this for like 10 plus years, but I also think I'll be able to leapfrog you in line. It's so not true because yeah. I've told people something that not comforting, like, oh, yeah. my friends aren't as far as they should be. Right. But I have so many friends who are so gorgeous uh-huh. and you cannot look away from, like, maybe not even physically, like, the hottest thing in the world, but they're so dynamic yeah. and beautiful that when they're acting, they don't have to move a muscle. Yeah, there's a And you're about to cry. And knowing that they're not where I know, like, they can be up there with the greatest they're not anywhere. And so when anyone's like, oh, I think I could do it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I have friends who can can move mountains with how strong and beautiful they are. And they're not anywhere. They're not making that headway that you think you could make you, like, in like a, like a fraction a of the time. Yeah. yeah. And so it's it's not exactly it's having respect for the art. So, so much respect and just kind of, I think, like respecting... And, like, understanding that everyone's in a different place. Yeah. And it doesn't speak to who's better or who's worse. Or it's usually, like, Some just... of the best actors you see on TV did not make it till their 30s. Yeah. Like, um, freaking Annette. That comes from life experience. Yeah. Com- and, yeah. And, like, kind of doing, like, the smaller things. And yeah. just... So, like, when they're finally in front of people, they're like, oh, yeah, I can... I've got all of this in my back pocket. I'm ready. Like you, you were sitting in your bedroom and you were prepping. Yeah. And I think, um, I was just kind of thinking, um, when you were describing like that meltdown scene and Mm -hmm. how like that you were able to give something to these people and you, um, this director, you exceeded their expectations. And I was kind of thinking about earlier, like you being in the river and in like the underwear stuff and how amazing that journey is. And you've got these amazing agents that believe in you and just that like, I mean, obviously, if you don't want to go into a river in your underwear, like, don't do it. No. But, like... And I didn't feel but, pressured to do that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah totally. And no, I no, want no. to clarify yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just for, like, also just no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 totally. And it in no way sounded that way. No, but no, no. just, like, the arc right. of you started somewhere, but, like, and some people would be like, oh, well, and you knew you wanted to be an actor, and some people right. were like, oh, well, how is that connected? And it was because you brought, like, your diligence and your respect for the craft, Mm -hmm. and also knowing that there's, like, an end goal. Yeah. That you're doing it for a reason. Mm -hmm. And now, like, I mean, and I think no matter where we are, we don't see it as successful, but I see, like, how freaking Because our goals are bigger than where we're at. And as soon as you, like, get get the gig you want, then you're like, oh, well. Be kind to yourself. Exactly. Like, I can, I just want to tell you, like, you've come (laughs) so far. (laughs) As someone that, like, you were like, I'm going to be a nurse. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, like, the fact that you're here is amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. And also, like, you know, you feel like certain times you're like, maybe I should have done that because people would benefit. But I can still be that nurturing aspect that I would have brought to that, to, like, Mm -hmm. everyday life. And also that girl that you protected on set. Yeah. Yeah. What's, that is 
just as important. Yeah. You protected someone, and I'm sure you continue to do that. Yeah, you know, um, I'm a huge advocate on um, rooting for the underdog and standing up for the little guy, but Mm. also, you know, protect yourself, be kind to others, and know that where you are today isn't going to be where you are tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like, life's tough, and the whole, like, life's tough, get a helmet, but it's like, that's not... That's not realistic, mm-hmm. and we need to learn that everyone communicates differently. Mm-hmm. We don't have outlines that just fit people. No. Um, the way we connect is taking the time to learn how people communicate. There's love languages for a reason. Yeah. So if you take that extra five minutes instead of just sending a reply back and not acknowledging, pick up the phone and call that person. See mm-hmm. how their voice sounds. Yeah. Because um, we're not we're not our devices and I feel like we all kind of fall under that yeah because that's just what we've grown up accustomed to because Mm -hmm. when we were kids when I was kids the internet was just becoming a thing without dial-up and and it's this amazing world where you can connect and like that's how we've met yeah Instagram it's it's amazing but also you know sunsets are amazing so yeah (laughs) I feel like you're just like dropping the wisdom bombs but I also know part of it is because like you've gone through shit yeah like, you're not just speaking from, like... I can preach a lot about, like, not, like, I can, yeah, I can preach a lot about this stuff. Um, I struggle with it every day. Yeah, I have totally. anxiety every day. So, like, don't let me sit here and fool you into thinking no, that I have it No, exactly. Out. No, no, no. I do, and that doesn't, that's not what you're giving off. Yeah. But I can, I know that this isn't, this is, these aren't, like, little Pinterest quotes. I like, sit in the shower. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's where I'm at in my you're life. Like, <laughs> I've done that. I've um I've laid down in the shower and curled I up in a ball. Yep. yep. So um that is I, oh you gosh know. that's um that is I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. And I feel like if I were to like end this with like a close, it's just yeah. like be easy on yourself and those around you and realize that everyone is going through their own stuff. Yeah. And um sometimes you have the time to understand that and sometimes you don't. But when you do have the time and you take it you can really learn a lot about people and um we aren't our likes on instagram we're not our pictures we are humans that have been programmed to think we need these devices Mm. when we don't they're great Mm -hmm. and they're fantastic and they're the reason i can connect with people in europe and Mm -hmm. form these awesome relationships to plan out travel but then where's the spontaneity you know Mm -hmm. i think sometimes life lacks that and if we put down our phones and go to the grocery store without them, mm. what could happen? Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. That's so. That's a great yeah. ending quote. Thank you so much yeah, for sitting on the floor. My roommate's dog. Uh, yeah, um, thank you for the tea. Yeah. I'm sorry, then, I'm done with it. This is perfect. No, okay, amazing. Okay, well, we're, you've got a birthday party to get to, but this was perfect. Yeah, okay. dude, thank you. Thank you.